Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, PGIF. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Really appreciate you coming back. If you've been here before and if you, it's your first time, uh, fasten your seatbelt, enjoy the ride, and, and just uh, have a good time. And if you have questions, I'm going to put the number out there or comments, 516-387-1944. A beautiful day today here in Central Florida, and uh, we're blessed to have back with us the Diet Diva, Tara Collingwood. Good morning. How are you? Well, hello. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Glad to have you back. Thanks for taking the time out. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So, geez, where to begin, where to begin? I I think I want to go ahead um, and ask you first about, uh, you and I haven't had a chance to talk in a while, and we really did not get a chance to touch on uh, DeMar Hamlin, and I know you are more on the nutrition side of sports nutrition, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure it's come up in conversation with with your um, industry. Yeah, I know, absolutely. I think it was a shock for a lot of people to look at someone so young and healthy to, you know, have, have cardiac arrest. And they're still, to my knowledge, not quite sure exactly how it happened, why it happened. Um, you know, they think it was maybe just the blow at the right time and the right place. Um, but, you know, definitely the fact that, um, that he's had, you know, a significant recovery here. Too. Um, so, so, yeah, I, um, I think it's just a good wake-up call for all of us to say, you know what, the heart, um, American Heart Month in February <laughs> is uh is one of the organs and we can't keep going unless our heart is going and our brain is going and so um so it's really important to take care of our heart and even even if we are you know young and healthy and do all the things that we can do so that if something like that happens you know he was able to bounce back very quickly um because he was so young and strong and healthy and so i wanted to ask you um being a sports nutritionist about diet playing a role in terms of helping or hindering, and you're saying basically being that he was healthy, do you think that has mm-hmm. a lot to do with his diet regimen as a professional uh, sportsman? Yeah, I mean, I know I know nothing about his personal diet, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know try to comment on that. I've never spoken with him. I don't know anything about what he does. But, right. um, you know, as, um, as, you know, athletes um, generally do, especially when they're, they're professional athletes, they hopefully these days are focusing on 
diet as one of the things that are helping to, to keep them healthy. And, you know, what I run into a lot with athletes is, well, especially, you know, young athletes, um, you know, they, they think they're invincible <laughs> because mm. I'm young, I'm burning all these calories, I'm fit, I'm not overweight. And so they think because they're not overweight, like we have such a focus on weight in this country that, you know, you think that if you're not overweight, then you're automatically healthy, which is not the case. I mean, you can right. be normal weight, healthy weight, but still, you know, have lots of risk factors because of not exercising, you know, of, of you know, not eating the right things, um, you know, genetic history, all of that kind of stuff. So, yes, overweight is definitely a risk factor, um, but, you know, even athletes can, you know, eat garbage <laughs> and, yeah. and not do as well as they could or be, you know, quite as healthy as they could if they are um, you know, filling their bodies with the right things. And and that goes for all of us. Yeah. Because too, you, you've just got to keep checked because even if you do have a relatively um, healthy diet, that can't necessarily combat things like genetics. And like, we still don't know all of what his deal was. You know, some of it may have had to do with genetics too, but um, you know, we, we kind of want to assume that he was doing a healthy diet. Uh, and now right. the question is now is does he go back and to what degree? Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure that they did all of the cardiovascular tests and, and other tests to see, you know, was it related to plaque buildup and, um, you know, the typical reasons why someone might have a heart attack is usually because your arteries are occluded. You know, it might be um, one or more of those arteries that have very little blood flow going through them, and then that causes um, a heart attack. Again, I don't think that was the case with him because, um, you know, of, of what we know about him and um, young and healthy and, you know, athlete, but who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, they haven't released that publicly, to my knowledge. Um, you know, as to whether he had any heart disease. And it's possible. It's possible to be in your 20s and have heart disease. Um, absolutely, yeah. depending on, you know, the lifestyle you're living and, you know, as you mentioned, genetics. And, and a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll have people who, who have poor genetics and have, you know, strong family history of, you know, parents being on, you know, cholesterol medicine for a long time or have high blood pressure and, and things like that. And so then they say, well, you know, it's genetic, so there's nothing I can do about it. And my response is, well, you already have one strike against you <laughs> in mm -hmm. the genetics. So you actually have to work harder than other people because you have the genetics against you. Now you have to try even harder in lifestyle to kind of, you know, balance that out, um, counterbalance the fact that you've already, you know, got some poor genetics. And that might mean going on medication. I mean, none of us want to be on medication, but guess what? One of the side effects of being on medication is saving your life. And so, you know, thinking about the pros and cons of potentially going on a cholesterol-lowering medicine or a blood pressure medicine, if that's going to control those things and help to reduce your risk, help to prevent, you know, a, a future heart event, then absolutely, you know, then the risks are going to outweigh the, or the, I'm sorry, the benefits are going to, you know, outweigh the potential risks or potential side effects from going on those medications. But again, it's not just about medicine. Obviously, I'm all about lifestyle 
And so, yep. you know, watching what you're putting into your body and staying active, you know, those are the big things that, um, that are going to, especially when we're talking about heart health. Speaking of what you put in your body, um, and we, we, mm-hmm. it is heart month, and we're going to get to the heart, some of the heart disease conversation in a minute, but I have a concern about, I guess you could say, sports drinks or energy drinks. It seems mm-hmm. that they have, where, where yes, we've complained about sodas being bad for you and everything like that. It seems like the energy drinks have maybe cornered the market as the next grab-and-go, you know, canned type of drink that, you, you know, people have gravitated toward. And mm-hmm. isn't there a concern about the ingestion of too many of, of those types of drinks in and uh, who should really be drinking those in the first place? I guess that's my question. Yeah. So when we're talking about energy drinks, I, I think of those differently than, than kind of a sports drink, you know, a sports drink to me is like a Gatorade, Powerade, that kind of thing that has basically electrolytes, you know, some sugar in it and um, you know, and, and obviously fluid. Um, okay. Although the market is changing there and they're starting to add <laughs> lots of stuff to sports drinks too. And they're, yeah. Caffeine and other vitamins and, you know, potential things into some of these sports drinks. But, um, but the energy drinks, you're right, are kind of a different animal. And those are, you know, the main, the main ingredients in an energy drink is fluid, obviously. Um, sugar, although there's lots of sugar-free energy drinks now. And then there's some B vitamins because B vitamins are part of the energy pathway. And then caffeine. And so... You know, I think when you ask, like, who should drink them or who shouldn't drink them, I think you have to look at some of the things that we were just talking about in terms of, you know, risk. If you've got, you know, some reason to not be able to ingest caffeine, for example, you know, hypertension, high blood pressure, um, maybe it affects your sleep even later, even if you have it early in the day. But a lot of these energy drinks, you know, we tend to drink coffee in the morning. But the energy drinks mm-hmm. are sort of an afternoon thing because they're carbonated. And, you know, so now we're talking, I'm putting a lot of caffeine into my body in the afternoon, and that can potentially now disrupt my sleep. Um, caffeine raises blood pressure, raises heart rate. And so if I'm now doing this big energy drink and then going to work out, I mean, that's the other classification of some of these drinks is as a pre-workout. And so these pre-workouts are powders or drinks that, you know, powders that you put into water that primarily have a lot of caffeine. They rev you up. <laughs> and so now I'm putting all this caffeine in my body, and then I'm going to work out. And now I'm raising my heart rate and blood pressure while I'm working out, and I'm high on caffeine, and that can potentially be a problem for someone with some underlying disease that we don't know about. So that's where I get a little concerned with, you know, with athletes, even though you're quote-unquote healthy or even us just everyday people that, you know, don't know if I have any kind of underlying disease and now I'm going and and rubbing up with all this caffeine, the B vitamins are fairly harmless. Um, And, you know, more is not necessarily better, but they load up with a ton of, you know, some of these B vitamins and, you know, it's just going to be peed out. So it's not like you're going to be, you know, bouncing off the walls with with lots of energy because you have extra, you know, niacin, thiamine, B12 or anything like that. But, you know, it sounds good and it's good marketing. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, I know that was a long answer to your question, but I think my biggest concern with those is the caffeine. 
Okay, yeah, and that was part partially my thought too. And then other things, you know, because you talk about powders and and I look at this stuff and it's like, and they have aisles of these canisters of of powders, yeah. and then they have, like I say, all of the, you know, you have coolers now full of energy drinks, um, and it's like, and you you read the 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 ingredients, and I, I've kind of always been told if you can't really pronounce it maybe you shouldn't put it in your mouth <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but yeah. you know I look it's at some of the stuff and it's just yeah it, but it makes me kind of question okay how helpful is this stuff this made up stuff um isn't it or isn't it a better way to go and go about getting the the type of I guess energy that you need because I think one of the problems too comes from uh, China has signed a substitute for, and I'm guilty, but not getting enough sleep. Okay? Yep. Because don't you get more energy when you you get enough sleep? You know. Yep. Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Is you know how can we you know what can we what's a substitute for an energy drink? It's called a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> right. I know that's exactly. A answer, um, but it's called you know disciplining yourself to get in bed in time and turning off devices so that they're not waking you up and you mm-hmm. know turning the the lights down so that you get you know, proper sleep and the temperature. I mean, there's so many things. We could do a whole yes. you know, week of just sleep hygiene and the importance of yes. sleep and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and that's why people don't have energy is because, you know, we're, we're chronically in sleep deprivation. And so right. that definitely is one that, that you can think of. The other thing is, you know, maybe we are carrying around a few extra pounds. And, you know, you, you carry an extra 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 pounds, everywhere you go and that's exhausting <laughs> it's like carrying yeah. around a 20 pound bag of um you know of dog food that you carry from the car into the house and you know wow. it's like, Oof. well think about carrying that 20 pounds everywhere you go um yeah you, know, you, you get used true. to it um but it's 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 stress it's stress on the heart it's stress on the lungs it's stress on the body um yeah and you're it, taxing your you know, bones so and your joints too you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you wonder why you you get the um, the aching in your knees or you know wherever else, yep. and it's like you know you got to take some some of that pressure off, some of that weight off of there too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So weight can be one of them, um, and then just the what you're eating. You know, obviously. So if you're doing you know high sugar, you're going to get this spike and crash in your energy. If you're mm-hmm. doing a lot of high fat foods, you can get you know just sort of sluggishness. If you're eating too much food, then that's like your bot, your, you know, your blood sugar levels can, can, you know, go into overdrive, insulin's going into overdrive, trying to get rid of all that extra glucose at one time. And, you know, again, can then make you kind of feel sluggish and crash, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. and then the lack of movement. We know that sitting is the new smoking. So when we don't move, blood is cooling and it's not going to your brain. (laughs) So if I want energy, you know, one of the best things you can do is move, do some jumping jacks, do some lunges, just walk around the block. Um, you know, that can energize you. And everyone always feels better after a workout because now I've gotten the blood flow going. I've used, you know, I've used energy. I've moved energy. Literally, I've, you know, energy is glucose in our, in our system. And so mm-hmm. when we can move that glucose, when we can move the oxygen through our body, then that actually gets energy to all of the cells, especially to our brain, which is what's telling us that we feel tired. 
We're going to take a quick break. We are talking with Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva, here on G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're here with the Diet Diva, Tara Collingwood. And if you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. And I was just thinking about the whole sleep thing. And we do, that's what, that is a whole program. That's an industry. <laughs> and, and the thing that, that I notice is like, it's like anytime something goes on the shelf, to help you with something, there's an issue, you know, and it's more than just, you know, but but it's one of those things like, I mean, I've seen now one of, there's one of the vitamin companies that has something for stress and for sleep and, and uh-huh. for immune booster. Um, and, you know, the thing is, I mean, what you mentioned sleeping is so funny because my, I went to my cardiologist this morning and my husband. I, I guess I think he just assumed I went to my um, regular um, general practitioner, but you know he's like, "Did you talk to them about the sleep?" I'm like, "I went to the cardiologist." He's like, "Oh, but did you talk to them about your sleep?" I was like, "No," <laughs> but he knows I have a, a problem, and you know I I'm aware I have a problem. There's sometimes there's circumstances you can do something about, and there's circumstances yep. that you can't. But I mean I've started to notice things like. I, I will get up if I wake up in the middle of the night, I can pretty much tell it's like, okay, it's, it's a few things that are happening there. And one is the temperature, like you said. And so I go uh-huh. down, you know, I'm like, it's worth me getting up, going downstairs and adjusting the thermostat, you know, so that the rest of my sleep can be substantial, you know? So, yeah. you know, but there's, there are those things there are like, okay, you don't, uh, as you get older, you just don't drink a whole lot of fluids after a certain time of the the night. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you just, yep. you just learn certain things as you go. Um, uh, you need to have the right pillow. You need to have learn how to sleep on the right pillow. You need to not buy cheap sheets. All, I mean, there's a there's a, like I said, it's yeah. a, a yeah, whole all thing to make a difference, and that's the sleep hygiene that we're talking about. So it's, you know, you've got two things going on. You've got discipline of get my butt into bed, turn out the light and boom, it's time for bed. But Mm -hmm. it's also once I'm in bed, you know, that's what you're talking about too. Like is the house at the proper temperature? Do I, am I comfortable? Is it dark? Is it quiet? 
Um, am I, you know, the, 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 so there's an amazing TED Talk. If you, if you want to look at this, it's called Sleep is Your Superpower. So the, um, the guy is, is Matthew Walker. He is like the world's leading expert in sleep. He's, he's written a book called Why We Sleep. Um, but his TED Talk mm. is 18 minutes, and it's amazing. Um, and he basically will scare you into, like, sleeping <laughs> um, because he says that sleep affects every single cell in your body. And, mm. and some, so some of the things that he recommends the most in terms of that good night's sleep, number one, number one by far is mm-hmm. schedule. So having that set schedule, going to bed, getting up around the same time. I mean, on the weekends, it doesn't have to be exactly the same time. But, mm-hmm. you know, you don't sleep till noon and then during the week get up at six. Like it has to be within an hour or two of kind of right. a bedtime and wake up routine on a daily basis. If you're really, you know, so for people who do swing shifts, the World Health Organization has actually classified working third shift as mm-hmm. a um, as a, what do you call it? Like a health risk um, mm-hmm. that it, it's, I mean, it's a significant health risk to work third shift, especially if you're mm-hmm. doing swing shifts. Like sometimes I do third, sometimes I do second, sometimes I do first, you know, when you're trying to, yeah. to you know, change your, your sleep schedule that much, it's absolutely detrimental to your health. So the, the temperature, by the way, since you mentioned the temperature, 65 is what he says. We, we keep our house really seven. Okay, because um, I, I was always like, taught it was 68 or 69, you know, that's yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. 65, we do 67, but, you know, I think everybody could, but, you know, I have some people that are like, oh, we sleep at 72, 73. I'm like, I would be, like, mm-hmm. sweating, and, you know, it's what you used to, too. Um, but, you know, so, yeah, so that's where the research is around the proper temperature is colder than you think, <laughs> colder than you think. Yeah. And you, and you have to do things to kind of adjust if you sleep with someone else, okay? Like my yeah. husband, you know, I mean, I, I have a low tolerance for heat. He, you know, he gets, I can, I look at him and he, you know, got all of the, the covers like in, in almost in fetal position. Sometimes I'm like, okay, he's a little cold. Okay, so <laughs> it's like, you know, and so I've tried to adjust my tolerance, but at the same time, it's like, okay, uh, let's make, just make sure maybe some other things are good, like having those um, cooling pillows or, you know, making well, sure that maybe, you're yeah, maybe wearing, you not wearing. Well, and he has an extra blanket, you know? Right. So, I mean, there can be some compromise even in, you know, the same room, the same bed, the same whatever, but yet one person has maybe a little extra something and one person has a little, I swear I'm going to, I'm going to invent like the comforter that's heavy on one side and light on the other side, but look <laughs> right. the same on the bed. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So it, there's just, there's so much involved with that. And like I said, you know, you, you mentioned that's, that's just a whole another show, another episode that, that we've got to get to, but it is important. And um, I've worked the, the third shift. I've worked so many different shifts, but I've done that third shift. And part of the problem with working third shift is you're also trying to accommodate everyone and everything else that operates off of a normal schedule. And right. so one of the things I, I had a I had a job that I had to move away for for a couple of years, where I was working third shift, and I had, there was like mm-hmm. you know no family, no friends. You know, I didn't know my way around the area, and it was like, okay, I have to find a way to make myself comfortable and find some new sense of normal in this type of environment that I'm going to be in for a while. And so 
it, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm getting off of work and it's maybe nine o'clock in the morning um, where everybody else is maybe going to work or has gone to work. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, and, and so it's like, okay, it's not dinner time, it's breakfast time. And so you had to kind of, you know, do that. But then at the same time, I decided if I want dinner at nine o'clock in the morning, fine, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So if I had some collard greens that I had in the refrigerator I wanted to heat up and have at nine o'clock in the morning, I just made myself okay with having, you know, not being under pressure well, to course, have dinner at dinner. Dinner for you. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but there, there is a lot of, um, I guess you could say manipulating, having the, mm-hmm. the blackout curtains, you know, yeah. when, when the, yeah, when the sun is in your window, yep. you know, all of yep. that type of stuff. So, so it's a process. It's, it's having to kind of do a manipulation of the elements so that you can be okay and get the proper sleep that you need uh, when, uh, when the world is out there stirring. Right, right. Well, and then there's, you know, disruptions that can happen in the middle of the day when people are, you know, ringing your doorbell or calling or whatever when they don't know that you're a third shifter. Mm -hmm, That's true. Yeah, there's lots of things that can disrupt it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I I use the eye patches or whatever, the earmuffs, whatever, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. Yep. Yeah. So anyway... Um, wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, no more than a little bit. We talk, we can start talking about, um, it is heart month. Um, how much nutrition plays a role with having a healthy heart, you know, and, and like we were talking earlier about things you can do when you don't necessarily have all of the elements on your side. Maybe there's, um, some genetic factors and, and some other things. So, uh, what are you? What are the key points that you want to stress today, Tara, on heart? You know, dealing with heart disease. Yeah, absolutely. Well, number one would be exactly what you did this morning, which is go to the doctor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go to the doctor. You know, and get checked up so that because ignorance is bliss. Heart disease, high blood pressure does not have symptoms. High cholesterol mm-hmm. does not have symptoms. You have to get tested to know if your blood pressure is high, if you're, you know, if your um, your cholesterol is high, and so you know, having that yearly physical, that annual physical, and maybe establishing with a cardiologist, especially if you have genetic risk, especially if you have something going on, you know, go right to the cardiologist. Don't mess with your GP because the cardiologist knows this backwards and forwards and can be the one to determine, you know, when it is right to go on medication, if it is, you know, what kind of medication, how do we do this? You know, they can do the different tests. They can break down your cholesterol into the small particles and the large particles versus just the good and the bad. Um, So there's so many things that you can do to get tested and get further testing to really know what your risk is. So I would say that's number one is absolutely Mm -hmm. know your risk based on genetics, you know, and what markers you have in terms of of risk factors. And then, you know, once you kind of know that, then you can motivate yourself or guide yourself into kind of how strict, for lack of better, you know, word, you need to be. And so, like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, if you have some significant genetic risk, you know what, that's actually got to motivate you to be even, you know, more diligent 
around, you know, how I eat and the weight that I have and moving my body. And, you know, so I would say, you know, the top three things are going to be maintaining healthy weight, um, you know, filling your body with fiber and fruits and vegetables, whole grains, you know, all the usuals, (laughs) but also avoiding some of the high sodium, high fat, you know, those kinds of things. And then moving your body on a regular basis, whether that's with, you know, daily walks, whether it's doing, you know, some, some exercise classes at the gym, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, you know, joining a pickup game, bang a ba- uh, game of basketball, tennis, whatever that is, but doing something to move your body. And, and what I like to say is most days of the week. So that doesn't mean every day, but it means, yeah, I should be doing something, you know, most mm-hmm. days um, instead of just one day a week, two days a week, even three days a week, like try to do something that moves your body most days of the week and actually gets your heart rate, you know, up a little bit. So, um, so that you are a little bit breathless, you know, that's kind of the, the rule of thumb is you should feel breathless in a good way. <laughs> in a yeah, good way. true. And, you know, and just to be clear, just, I, I don't go, I just started going to cardiologist last year. I'm not going because something is wrong. I'm going because like you were saying, there, there are risk factors. My mom yep. had heart disease. Um, there are people in my, in my family that have heart disease. So I go to get checked. Now I don't have heart heart disease per se, um, which is a good thing, but I have factors. My, I, I have hyperthyroidism. Um, I mm-hmm. have palpitations every now and then, um, but it's not, it, so that's a whole nother issue, but um, it does, when, when, when anytime that you have something else that you're dealing with that impacts your heart, then you do have to just keep checking to make sure that your heart is okay. So exactly. like I had I had the talk with my cardiologist. It's like, you know, he's like you're having palpitations. You say, you know, I, and we both like, okay, yeah, my my thyroid levels up. I had to um, increase my medication until I can get them back down. And so, you know, it's like, oh, okay, so fine. It's not the heart itself. It's the the uh, the palpitations from the thyroid mm-hmm. that is triggering the you know whatever's going on with my heart once i get that in check then that's one thing less that's a strain on my heart exactly well and so you mentioned thyroid the other huge 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 risk factor for heart disease is diabetes so if you are diabetic Mm -hmm. they actually have different guidelines the strictness of, you know, the cholesterol level, for example, they want you to be at, the blood pressure level that they want you to be at is lower. So, you know, ideally we want um, LDL cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, to be less than 100. Well, for a diabetic, they want it to be less than 70 because you're at such higher risk of heart disease when you're diabetic. So, you Mm. know, so that's another one that if you have, like you mentioned, some of these other you know, things going on, whether it's thyroid, whether it's diabetes, you know, sleep apnea. I mean, there's other things that, that raise risk of, of heart disease and they can all be related. You know, it's like the chicken and the egg, which, <laughs> which cause which, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's important when you have some of these other comorbidities to be again, just like the genetic risk to be even more or stringent or diligent around, you know, how I'm, how I'm living my lifestyle because, I've got this other thing going on, and so it can just exacerbate if something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they did ask about the apnea and stuff too, and getting tested for that too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all a part of that. So, 
We're going to take our break. We are going to talk more about heart disease and, and other health issues with uh, Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva, when we come back. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Please don't hesitate to ask questions, you know, while you got an expert here to answer them. The number is 516-387-1944, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Hi there. Welcome back. Good afternoon. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're here with the Diet Diva, Tara Collingwood. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Okay, so we're right, you're still heart month, y'all, although you don't have to just focus on the heart around this month. But um, we're talking more about things that you can do to make sure that your heart is healthy. So, um Foods, uh, are there certain foods that are more helpful than others? And I think we talked a little bit about harmful stuff like caffeine, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. What, what, are your, what are your recommendations? Yeah, so, um, so the foods that, you know, and, and I love that you asked that first instead of what should I stay away from because, you know, I, I don't want people to always just feel guilty like what can't I eat? Um, you know, right. let's think about what can I eat that's going to actually be beneficial and help to balance things. So one of the things, like we were talking about blood pressure, one of the things that, of course, we need to watch is the sodium, but what can we eat more of is potassium. Potassium helps to balance out magnesium, helps to balance out some of that, that blood pressure, some of the effects of the sodium. So what is high in potassium and magnesium? Fruits and vegetables. <laughs> you know, those fruits and vegetables are going to be high. Obviously, we know the bananas. Um, but, you know, potatoes, uh, the greens, you know, really all beans, uh, legumes, uh, black-eyed peas, you know, those are all really good sources of potassium. So including more of those. And then the other thing that beans have is fiber. So, you know, we want potassium, magnesium. We also want fiber. Fiber is where? Fruits and vegetables, but then also some of those whole grains. Um, so, you know, trying to choose the whole grain variety of our, our bread cereals, rice and pasta as much as possible. Um, but what the and, – and beans. So soluble fiber has been shown to actually help uh, lower the LDL, the bad cholesterol. So oats are very high in soluble fiber, um, and beans are high in soluble fiber. So including more of those, you know, kidney beans, black beans, pinto beans, lentils, um, you know, those are all really good sources of soluble fiber that can help. And they're also super high in antioxidants, actually, just like a lot of mm-hmm. the fruits and vegetables are. Um, the other thing that I would say is omega-3s. So the fish, you know, eating more fish, 
And, mm-hmm. and if you can substitute the fish for, you know, maybe, and, and I don't want, I'm not a zero red meat, you know, kind of a, a recommendation. I think red meat can definitely fit, you know, beef can be quite healthy, can definitely fit into a healthy diet. Um, but if you can, especially some of the processed meats, you know, substitute that for some of the fish, even if it's, a, you know, a packet of tuna or a can of tuna or canned salmon. Um, it doesn't always have to be, you know, the fresh. And, and, and those are fairly reasonably priced, too. Um, so it doesn't have to be an expensive, you know, cut of fish or, or piece of fish either. But obviously the salmon is going to be one of the highest in the omega-3s. Um, but tuna can be um, high as well. And trying to get fish at least three times a week is, is kind of the guideline from the American Heart Association and others to, um, you know, to, to try to get some of that omega-3 that's good for your heart, good for raising some of the good cholesterol, your HDL, your good cholesterol, those omega-3s. But also if you don't like fish or if, you know, it's hard to get it three days a week, I would say um, take an omega-3 supplement. So getting, you know, that fish oil supplement that has the DHA, EPA in it, try to have that add up to a 1,000, um, you know, that's a good supplement to think of uh, during heart month as well. So, yeah, I would say, you know, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, beans, and fish are going to be at the highest on my list for, for heart health. Yeah, I just reached for some sardines before the show today, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. But Glad also, I'm not in your office. <laughs> I have an office for one right here at home. But I was gonna um, say, don't don't open up some sardines if you're working in a cubicle environment, friends. <laughs> we gotta figure that out because fish is so healthy in so many different ways and there's so many different types of fish. You know, everybody's like, Oh, you brought fish and I was like, What's the big deal? You know, but I, I don't know, it's just something that I grew up with. But now yeah, let's, let's talk about Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about well i got to put in a, a shameless plug or ask a question right now because because i didn't want to go through the show without putting this out there and this is personal sort of but please somebody anybody i need a fast food restaurant that serves fish in the morning for breakfast okay in the morning <laughs> Yes, well, in the morning, yeah, I mean, because for me, for this time of year, it's Lent, and so it's yeah. fish on Friday, you know, and yeah. so you can find fish for lunch, you can find fish for dinner, um, yeah. and and you can find it at a fast food place, but in terms yeah. of a sit, you know, I mean, if I had time to do the sit-down yeah, thing, your best I'd be bet better. is going to be a smoked salmon, like a bagel, you know, like an Einstein bagel, right. or a bagel place that'll have sort of the locks but other than right. that yeah you're right there's not really much fish you know tuna tuna salad sandwich not really part of the breakfast menu or breakfast, a big old filet right. of, of fish yeah so I'm, I'm putting it out there you you know especially you mom and pops that, that have more control of your menus you know there's some people that would like fish for breakfast just saying <laughs> or need to have fish for breakfast or something just saying at least for the next several weeks anyway yeah, especially during Lent. It's, it's a good time to um, to maybe uh, pilot it, you know. Would this be popular during other times of the year if, if people are going to have it during Lent? Yeah. Right, right. And you and you do see some places come out with it more, if the fish sandwiches or shrimp, you know, uh, dinners or lunches or whatever. But like I said, breakfast is a whole different animal, you know. It is. So It is. And, yep. and, and who's to say that you can't? I mean, come on, shrimp and grits is popular. 
you know? Absolutely. I know when you said shrimp, that's what I thought of. And I mean, people have steak <laughs> for breakfast. So, you know, there, yeah. there definitely is a, a high protein, you know, or a, you know, hot kind of protein need out mm-hmm. there or desire. So yeah, why not yeah. fish? I'm just throwing it out there. So anyway, but it's it's interesting because it's a good thing that you mentioned about, you know, red meat, because I mean, I do, I have ventured away from red meat for the most part. I, I still do some every now and then it's like, I want to, it's like when I want red meat though, I want, especially if I'm going to eat it out, I want a good piece of red meat. Now I can't deal with the mm-hmm. cheap stuff. It's like, give me a good burger. Okay. I can't yeah. deal with the, the um, flat burgers anymore. Um, just, mm-hmm. you know, so, but, but you, you have to do everything in moderation. So. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to mm-hmm. have it, do it right. And, and get that, um, that get that taste, get that satiety, that satisfaction from it. Cause otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. if you have a, a yucky burger, then it didn't satisfy it. And then you want, might want no. another one tomorrow and then you have another yucky one. It's like, I'm still not satisfied. But if you can have yeah. that, you know, nice one, then yeah, great. So yeah, again, I mean, meat's not cheap. So, you know, if you are going to do it, you know, yeah, spring for that nice cut and, um, and just do it, you know, more rarely. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. So, so what other things should we be doing in terms of diet modification? I know you mentioned um, beans, um, which mm-hmm. I, I like, and I know you mentioned black beans, which is good. I mean, about, I, I, at one point in time, we was cooking and experimenting with a lot of different types of beans because there was a place that we used to go to, and we, I think they closed them up now, but, I mean, they, they sold a variety of beans, and you could just take a scoop and scoop up as many or, or as few as you wanted and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd get a nice scoop and, and bring them home, and i put them in an OXO and then uh, just have them for – uh, you know, when I get a taste for something and like I would get pinto beans every now and then or, or mm-hmm. limas or whatever. I love lentils. I, I love lentils. Um, and, and the funny part about it is most of these beans now are not the ones I grew up with. My mother was a fan of great northerns. Uh, oh, you okay. Know. Yeah. She, that was her thing, you know, but, um, and so, you know, it's just, I, you can, but you can do so many things with beans. Well, that's even. the thing is they're so versatile. So you can do them cold. Like you mentioned, yeah. you can open a can of beans. I mean, open a can of chickpeas and, you know, yeah. drain them and rinse them. And now you've gotten at least a third of the sodium off. And now you can, you know, throw those on top of a salad. You can throw them into a soup. You can mash them up and make them into a hummus. You know, I mean, there's, you can do a lot of these beans cold in different salads, you know, a little bean salad or even the lentils, you know, mix that with other grains and, um, you know, or lentil soups. I mean, soups are a great way to get beans, whether it's the black bean soup, you can do a minestrone soup that has, you know, those great northerns in it or or different white beans. Um, You can do chili that has a lot of, you know, the red beans in it. You can do, of course, you know, beans and rice that can be either black beans or red beans. Um, You know, Mexican type stuff with the pinto beans or the, the black beans. Um, and then you can go the Asian route with an edamame. That's also a bean, <laughs> you know. And um, so there's, you know, it's it's like every culture in the world uses mm-hmm. beans, except for Americans. <laughs> we don't really have, you know, beans as like a major staple in our life, well, unless you count baked beans, which I don't know that really Americans do a ton of. Um, but you know, but that's well, even good. You know, I, they have a bad rap for some reason. People think baked well, beans 
aren't good, well, but they're, they're super good. Well, the thing is, too, like you said, they get a bad rap in the sense that people equate. Now, if you're in a low-income household, you have beans. I mean, you yeah. you do. It's, it's, it's more of a, of a staple in a low-income yeah, household because, you know, they're, they're cheap to get. Um, and, and you have you have to learn how to cook them, you know. But yep. uh, the, the, in a low income household, the, they're they're a staple. So I mean, the people that are not eating them, you know, they don't know what they're missing because they they probably it's it's a matter of knowing how to cook them. And we're in a society now that doesn't want to really take a lot of time to cook. That's part of the thing, right? So well, I that's get why a crock I pot. Because, yeah. you know, people don't buy the, the dried beans anymore and take the time to, to cook those, although those definitely are the cheapest. Um, but right. even the canned beans, I mean, how convenient is it to just open a can? <laughs> you know, I mean, right. it's not hard at all. Um, and you can get the off-brands. You can get the Publix brand or the, you know, the off-brands of, of some of those. Um, and they, mm-hmm. you know, or get, shop the sales and get the BOGOs and, you know, and mm-hmm. make it even cheaper. Right, right. So, but it all just depends on how you cook them. If you're do, if you're doing them from scratch, it still depends on how you cook them because you can still make an unhealthy bean dish. You can for sure. <laughs> you know, for sure. So, yeah, you can add yeah. bacon. You can add, you know, oh, and that's the thing about beans. It's just like potatoes; they're very bland. So mm. they need salt. <laughs> they need seasoning. Yeah. They need something to, you know, because otherwise, it's yeah, it's it's quite bland. Um, so that's mm-hmm. where you can get in trouble. I mean, they're healthy, but it's what are you doing to it that can, mm-hmm. you know, turn turn it into something that's not quite as healthy. So you have a good intention, but then, um, you know, it it ends up being, you know, not quite as healthy once you once you finish it. So yeah, depending on on how you're using it, that's why I like to do some of like you know throwing it on a salad because then all I'm doing is throwing it on a salad. I'm not necessarily, you know, needing to add a whole bunch, although, you know, anytime they can, they've, of course, added salt to them. Um, but you can get the low-sodium variety. And like I said, if you drain them and rinse them, then that removes about a third of the sodium. So now let me ask you about some of the things that I've been seeing uh, that have been, I guess you could say, a manipulation of beans, for example, pasta, uh, mm-hmm. lentil pasta. Uh, yeah. Is 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 that something? I mean, because I I, I question that because you, you, your automatic thought is, oh, okay, well, it's made of lentils and it's not the regular pasta, pasta, so it should be good, you know. But then, what does it take to make those lentils into pasta, you know, in terms yeah. of what we so know? Yeah, I mean, they're be. basically just yeah, mashing them, pureeing them, and and adding them too. I mean, they're not just lentils. A lot of times they are mixing it with, you know, some semolina um, flour. Uh, it depends. You know, there's some that are gluten-free pastas that mm-hmm. are bean-based. So there's an edamame pasta. There's a black bean pasta. There's the Bonza brand, which is chickpea pasta. And I'm telling you, I buy that one. My kids have no idea. They have no I mean, when it's a green edamame or a black black bean, kind of hard to, to hide that because <laughs> the, yeah. the color of the pasta gives it away. But the, the bonza is sort of an off-white. It's a little, you know, more yellowish than sort of mm-hmm. your, you know, more traditional pasta, but they have no idea that it has chickpeas in it and that it's a higher fiber, higher protein, you know, type pasta. So there's definite benefit to having some of those bean-based pastas. My only thing is when you're cooking it, it can get gummy. 
So especially mm-hmm. like the, the edamame and the black bean ones that I do, they're more of like that fettuccine or, or a spaghetti style anyway that can get, they, quick, they cook faster. Um, and mm-hmm. so if you overcook it, then you might have just a nice big clumpy mess of, <laughs> of gummy pasta. Um, so you just have to be careful that you're kind of cooking it al dente and not overcooking some of those bean pastas. Right, right, exactly. And um, I, I just, I, you mentioned one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, um, edamame. Now, mm-hmm. is, edamame is soy, right? Yep, yep. Okay. So yeah. I, I've so just heard can, I mean, you pros can buy, and cons you can about, buy. about soy. Yeah. So soy soy is quite heart healthy, actually. Um, so they it it has been shown to help lower LDL cholesterol. It is, um, and that's why you know we were talking about low income houses households and beans. The reason why we eat beans is because it's a protein source, and meat's expensive. Mm-hmm. And so you know, same thing with the edamame that it can be, um, you know, a very good high protein source, plant based protein source and it is a complete protein it has all of the essential amino acids in it Um, and you know there's been some negative press about soy but a lot of that is unfounded in terms of you know it being negative for men especially Um, yes it does have Ah. some natural phytoestrogens in it even women who have breast cancer there's been some concern about you know, oh, are those natural estrogens that are in the soy going to, you know, affect my estrogen levels? No. Okay. So, you know, now would you do soy three times a day? I mean, if you have a history of breast cancer, especially one of the um, estrogen derived ones, I probably wouldn't do soy three times a day every day, but mm-hmm. soy, you know, even every day or, or at least a couple times a week, absolutely fine. So, you know, I think, yeah, maybe just be a little bit more conscious if you have, you know, have that history of the breast cancer. But other than that, I would say absolutely anyone is fine to eat soy, and it can be very, very heart healthy and a good source of plant protein. Okay, good to know, good to know. So I wanted to ask you, um, and I, I, it's probably a little bit not necessarily in your wheelhouse, but um I wanted to ask you, uh, because it is Black History Month, and, you know, uh, there is, you know, a lot of focus in the black community on soul food. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, there, all of it can't be bad, okay? <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it, what we were, t- we were talking about before is, you know, like with beans, uh, with a lot of the other stuff, greens and other things that, that are popular in the black community, there's got to be, you know, various ways to cook it. So do you have, like, any substitutions that you would suggest or recommend? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's start again with the good. <clears throat> and okay. some of those, you know, soul foods that are that are healthy. Um, you know, you mentioned your collard greens earlier, mustard greens, you know, spinach, all of those are incredibly healthy. And, you know, sometimes we add bacon or pork to those collard greens, which is okay, but maybe just add less, you know, so maybe just okay. use a little for, you know, for some flavor if you want. I mean, of course, you can leave it out completely. Um, But, you know, any of those greens are going to be wonderful, wonderful. The black eyed peas that we just mentioned, you know, those can be great. Mm -hmm. And again, you don't have to add um, any of the, you know, the pork to it. You can just leave them plain um, or, you know, just add less to it. Any of like the sweet potatoes, yams, those kinds of things too, those can be quite popular. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. those are super high in potassium, like we talked about earlier. And I was going to say the greens, aren't they supposed to be good in terms of having calcium? 
Yes, calcium, potassium, uh, fiber, yeah, really good, uh, lutein, um, you know, things that are good for your eyes. So, yeah, there's, there's tons of benefits for, I mean, that's oh. why, you know, kale, spinach, to... any kind of greens mm-hmm. are pretty much, you know, one of the healthiest things you can possibly put into your body. And lutein is supposed to be good for your eyes, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So if you're doing a yeah, lot of screens. Yeah, and then we have the orange. Yep. Yeah. yeah, then the beta carotene that's going to be in the yams and the and the sweet right. potatoes, those are good for your eyes as well. Um, so those are good. But the problem with those is we tend to make them very sugary. So adding lots mm-hmm. of sugar to those. So if you can just, again, you know, use a little less. You do less not need the marshmallows, y'all. Don't, don't need the marshmallows. You do not need the marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or what I do is I roast the sweet potatoes, you know. So mm-hmm. you get rid of, like, the need to add a bunch of stuff on top of it, you know, cut them up, peel them, cut them up into cubes. You can air fry them. You can roast them off in the oven and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just have have them, you know, toss them with just a little bit of olive oil before you roast them. And now you've got a really good, you know, flavor there um, and it kind of seals in. It's not quite as dry either because Mm -hmm. it's smaller pieces and crispier, you know. So speaking of that, you know, obviously fried chicken is one of the, the popular foods too. And so, you know, we can definitely do that in the air fryer. Um, right. The air fryer is such a great way. Anytime you have the fried foods that you're like, oh, but I love the fried foods. Okay, great. But use the air fryer and you can still put a little bit of oil on it, mm-hmm. but a lot of the oil will drip off instead of, you know, it, it boiling in the oil as we do when we traditionally fry something it's going to, you know, drip off and be in the pan on the bottom, but yet some mm-hmm. will still stay in there, but you're going to get that crispy texture. So even if you still bread it, you can't batter something and put it in the air fryer. It's too wet. It's not going to turn out, mm-hmm. but you can bread um, the chicken and put that in the air fryer. You know, you can do you can do a whole rotisserie chicken in the air fryer, depending on, you know, the air fryer that you have and, and all of that. But um, but that's my biggest advice when it comes to the fried food is to, you know, try to and, and air fryers are not that expensive anymore. I mean, you can get a very inexpensive air fryer that does the job for like sixty dollars. So, you know, that for to me that's not a lot for a kitchen tool that can do so much and cook dinner yeah. so quickly. So yeah. I think it's I, well worth it to spend the money on on that. I got one. I haven't used it yet because I, I, I need to read up on it because uh, they do get extremely hot. So you have to make sure they you do. have the proper ventilation and all that for them. Um, I know there was one yeah, recently that had right recall. Yeah, don't put it right the counter because, yeah, whatever is in that, in that cabinet <laughs> that it's under yeah. might get a little heat. Um, so, yeah, I always yeah. pull my keypad under the cabinet, but then I pull it out. So that it yeah. can, you know, the air can can get out of there um, and not be heating the the cabinet underneath it. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you. I don't know. You may or may not have heard it. The, the new trend that they're talking about that um, apparently one of the, the, the coffee chains is starting to do too is um, olive oil in the coffee. What did you hear about this? I have not. I mean, I've heard about the butter in the coffee from years ago. Yeah, that was something I heard about recently, too. But, yeah, no, um, uh, Starbucks is doing this new line of, um, oh, goodness, uh, of coffees that they're putting 
I think like a, a tablespoon of olive oil and, and um it's a, uh, I guess they're trying to get the health benefits out of the olive oil some kind of way. No. Uh, no. So I don't, yeah, so, uh, and it's supposed to, I, I've got to look this up because the the name of it is um, supposed to be a version of an, Itali- of an Italian word that says with oil, you know. But, yeah, okay. that's been on the news lately. And I was wow, like, okay. Okay, so, right, you're so busy. let me just address that. So one okay. tablespoon of oil, okay, no matter what kind of oil it is, one tablespoon of oil is 120 calories. So and a tablespoon, if you measure that out and you pour it onto, you know, a plate at home and try to dip your bread, you're going to cry because it's not very much. Like when you go to the Italian restaurant and they're, you know, putting that olive oil on the, the plate and you're ready to soak your bread up, you know, they're putting like a quarter cup or more. Um, so, mm-hmm. and then you, and then you end up using that and adding more. Um, so I have, I mean, olive oil, yes, is quote unquote heart healthy, especially when it's substituted for, you know, butter or something that's going to be more of a saturated fat, but we get plenty of fat and plenty of calories in our diet that I am not going to be adding 120 calories worth of oil to a beverage that's calorie free just to get oil. I mean, the reason Mm -hmm. why you want milk in there is because, I mean, I'd rather have milk, even if it is, you know, the the 2% or whole milk, because now I'm getting calcium, vitamin D, riboflavin, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm getting lots of vitamins and minerals associated Mm -hmm. with that milk. And you get the creaminess if it's one of the higher fat ones. So if it's fat you're looking for, I'd rather you get it from dairy. Um, you know, once it's cream, eh, the cream doesn't have as much nutritional value. But if it can be, you know, the 2% milk or something like that, like a latte would be much more nutritious. But just adding 120 calories of oil, oil doesn't really have much nutritional value, honestly. It's just, I mean, it has a little bit of vitamin E, and that's about it. It's just fat. Yeah. It's, it, by the way, the the line is called oleato, O L E A T O. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. yeah I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I saw one of the morning shows where uh, they had somebody try it, and I don't think they were all that impressed with it either. But um, yeah, I'd yeah. rather have my veggies sautéed in olive oil than have it in my coffee. Yeah, yeah, I, I can figure out a whole bunch of other ways to get olive oil than, than the coffee. <laughs> yeah, and yeah I, I do, you know, and I do the other, you know, the, and we probably need to talk about those things at one point, you know, oat milk, almond milk, uh, and, and and they're on the shelf too, cashew milk, macadamia milk, all the kind mm-hmm. of other milks. We probably, we're going to need to have a discussion about that at some point. But uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, because now the, the silk people are coming out with their own campaign of the milk mustache. They're totally ripping off the the campaign ah. that's been around since the 1980s that the milk right. people have done. And now the silk people are ripping it off. And they're so, I mean, there is huge controversy about this right now. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, very interesting. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. Appreciate it. Have a blessed weekend. Yeah. All right, you too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Have a blessed weekend. Be well, be safe, and please remember all real power comes from God. Take care of yourselves.